for Cover to Cover, Jocelyn's Bistro. Welcome to Cover to Cover, Javelin's Bistro. And today, now I have a cold, so there'll be moments I'll sound like myself, and the other moments I'll feel like I'm channeling Barry White. Either way, I hope that you enjoy the show. I have uh, uh, two guests possibly uh, today, but I definitely have my one guest here with me in the studio, and we're going to uh, talk about dance. And I'm always delighted when I'm in the same room with a dancer. Because I can live through their body. And she has a great performance body to work with on stage. I had an opportunity to go see her performance that she puts on every year through the Grown Women Dance Collective. And that is happening this coming weekend. And she's going to share more about that, Tanya Marie Amos. And she'll tell you more about that. And she's also actually for Father's Day, for this weekend, she's going to have a giveaway. She's going to be giving gifts to you as you listen. So if you love dance, if you love family, if you love entertainment, if you love just the fact of being out with folks that you care about, you may get the prize today, the tickets that she's going to give away, the number you would call for that. She'll let you know when to call, uh, 848-4425 with the 510 area code, 800-958-9008. Again, that's 510-848-4425 or 800-958-9008. And we will let you know. She'll give you, a, like she'll say out from 1 to 10 and she'll tell you the number to call, I mean, which number she wants you to. And that caller will get that prize. And so, let's welcome her and, and let her tell us about what's happening, Falling Heroes, Rising Stars, dance performance this weekend. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Thank you so much, Javelin, and thank you for having me back. Yes, you were here last year. I was. And was had wonderful. a good time. Absolutely. Time. So, tell us what's happening this year again. Exactly. So, this is our sixth annual Fallen Heroes, Rising Stars, a Juneteenth celebration through dance. It's a really fun, family-friendly, inspiring evening of dance, music, and American history. So we honor about 45 African-American musical artists that have died since since 2000. So we just lost amazing B.B. Amazing King. So we have a tribute to B.B. King, Etta James. Ray Charles, James Brown, Michael Jackson, Luther Vandross, goes on and on and on. And we do this incredible storytelling through multimedia, dance and music, telling about these people's lives, the contributions that they've made to U.S. society. And we honor musical and civil rights heroes that have had a great impact on us. So it's storytelling through dance, music and U.S. history. It's really neat because we are the Grown Women Dance Collective. Tell us some more about yes. that. Let's do a pause. Yes. I think this is really important for yes. folks to know this here. So we are retired professional dancers from New York City. We are all in our late 40s, early 50s, which has really grown for the dance world. And most of us are Alvin Ailey trained. We have ex-soloists from Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, from the Martha Graham Company, Bill T. Jones, Dane Contemporary, about 30 Broadway shows between us. So these are dancers that have really, really long careers, and we come together once a year to produce this incredible show that creates cross-cultural and cross-generational bridges through the performing arts, and it's a lot of fun. It's yes. a lot of fun, and all the dancers are flying in today to start our rehearsals oh, here. Oh, really? Yes. And this, so I had an opportunity to go last year, 
And I went in thinking that I was going to go see a dance performance. Right. And uh, what I experienced was similar to a family reunion with a lot Mm. of people. Yeah. And a lot of folks getting along. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dance and music could do that too. Right, right. But it felt like a family reunion. And then somewhere between that and a wedding reception, some mm-hmm. type of reception, some type of celebration. And then also at the same time being able to witness intergenerational yep. on stage and in the audience. Yep. And it didn't, if, if I would say to the, my listening audience that we're, you're going to go to a dance performance, mm-hmm. It wouldn't do justice. This was magical. It was very loving. Mm-hmm. It was, it was felt involved. Like you weren't just an audience member, but right. you were involved in something happening. Uh, and what was happening was remembering people, as you said, who have fallen since 2000, seeing their stories articulated through language, through dance, through movement. And that heightened and deepened understanding hmm. of who we have really lost and what they did for us. Right. Was that how did this come as an inspiration to you in the first place as a dancer? Well, in in two thousand and nine, uh, one of my girlfriends and I were sitting around Michelle Ned, who's one of the founders of the company, um, talking about all of these incredible. Uh, people that have had huge contributions to U.S. culture and very, very strong presence in the African-American community. And we were losing these people. We're talking people like Coretta Scott King, uh, Gregory Hines, Ossie Davis. And we realized that these people needed to be honored. And we thought, hmm, we're artists, right? Artists can figure out some pretty juicy ways to to honor people. Um, So we did some brainstorming and some researching my husband is kind of a tech guru, so he figured out how to do uh, this multimedia presentation, and uh, we took it from there. We realized that uh, we're based in Contra Costa County, and we've had the performance in Oakland. The last five years, we've been in Concord and Pleasant Hill. This year, um, we're doing it in Pittsburgh. And we realized, especially Contra Costa County, doesn't have a... Um, a, a a whole lot of arts presence, um, really talented people, but there's not a whole lot of performing arts. So we realized that there was a real opportunity to bring the arts to that side of the tunnel. And also we realized that there was uh, a shrinking uh, body of Juneteenth celebrations. And I think it's really, really important for us to remember history, acknowledge history, because without it, we don't really know where we're going. Uh, and so we decided to do this incredible arts program because it's visceral, it's creative. It feels good. People, a lot of times, they come to the show and they say, okay, um, a man might say, well, my wife dragged me and I didn't want to see any dance because I thought I was going to see some ballet and that's boring. And um, some people have had some really wonderful experiences in the theater and some people haven't had really the opportunity to see concert dance. And sometimes when they've seen it, it hasn't been quite there. They haven't quite connected. This concert, because everybody remembers where they heard Beat It, for the first time. And if you're five, you might not have been around, but you know every single word in that song. Everybody knows where they were when they heard A House Is Not A Home by Luther Vandross. People say to us, oh my goodness, I got married to that song, or I named my child after that song. Music binds us 
as Americans. Music creates these cross-cultural bridges and cross-generational bridges in a way that nothing else does. Which is how when you're celebrating the artist that you are, mm -hmm. that's what they did. Right. And with them, they brought all that history with them, all the struggles right. inside of that. So it's great that you're celebrating them. And it's also great that you are now recognizing that Juneteenth Day, which is so important, African-American culture, but it's also shrinking because we get so distracted by so many other things, right. but that you keep, you're, you're keeping it in the forefront of our consciousness. Right. Also, what I like that you're doing is you're taking it to Pittsburgh this year, mm -hmm. that you had it in Oakland, you had it in Concord, right. and now you're taking it to Pittsburgh, so right. you're actually offering the arts and spaces that d don't always have access to or right. want it. Right. And you probably have a fantastic audience waiting right. to do it. It's like bringing. And Pittsburgh, as other areas, sometimes like, oh, I don't want to go to Pittsburgh. Because I never heard of Pittsburgh right, when right. I first moved here, right. because it may not have the best best PR firm that has said, oh, you got to go to Pittsburgh. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you, I have fallen in love with Pittsburgh. Yes. I so, have. Uh, first of all, Pittsburgh is really excited to actually build a, a vibrant arts community. And from what I understand, back in the day, it was very vibrant, and then things changed a little bit. Okay. So, the Pittsburgh Foundation for the Arts um, has stepped forward and actually given us a partial donation for the theater. So, right there, they're showing us that they want this in our community. So um, I started walking around last year when I was talking to people about the show and the love that I ran into on the street and the excitement about bringing arts and a historical project to the city um, really turned my head and said, you know what, I really need to bring this to this community. Pittsburgh just spent millions of dollars renovating their California theater right on the waterfront. It's an old um, theater, historical theater with the pillars and with the Grecian statues and the original art deco they, they restored and the chandelier. They've done a beautiful job in that theater and I've danced all over the world in some pretty major companies and when I walked into that theater I actually gasped um, so it's coming to Pittsburgh it's it's a really you'll have a nice surprise you'll have a very nice surprise and there's no parking problem right it's the city right next to Concord it is not far away you drive up you get out of your car and experience an incredible show you're listening to Cover to Cover Joplin's Bistro, and my guest today is Tanya Marie Amos and she's talking about her upcoming weekend event through the Grown Women Dance Collective, and this is uh, a Juneteenth celebration through dance, a celebration of dance, music, and American history, fallen heroes, rising stars. And for visual artists, your husband is responsible for what I was totally blown away by yeah. the visual art last year. Yeah. I was I was pretty impressed. So he's he's a computer tech guy. Yeah. And we all know that we all have some kind of creative talent. But many people haven't had that opportunity to really explore that talent. So if you study music, you have the technique to actually express your spirit. Okay. Um if you study voice or dance, you have more tools to be able to express your spirit. This is why everybody can dance, right? Because we're able to express what are we feeling. It can come out. But the more technique you have, the more story you can tell. And Donald, he didn't take these arts classes when he was a kid. And he realized when he started, you know, he's a computer guy. He started manipulating the computer. Uh -huh. This is his language, and he was able to take what was inside, his creativity, his inspiration, and he used 
the computer to actually express that. And I was really blown away. I've been married to the man it for was, 20 years, and I had no idea. It was that really it, absolutely yeah. beautiful, the visual. And some, I can't even articulate it because, again, that's not my field. Uh, so when we take a quick music breakdown, I may have you. He's here in the studio being supportive of both of us in this journey, just doing this interview. So, of course, he's always here to support his wife. I may have you actually um, hook up to the and microphone, talk about what you did and choices you made with what we actually saw. So it's more than just a computer. I mean, there's lights, there's movement, there's all sort of things that I can't articulate. So tell us where people can go, like right now on their computer, right. if they want to actually, right. Right. they can go and look at Absolutely. the website. Yes. Right. So our website is www.grownwomen, so it's plural, grownwomendance.org. There's a whole bunch of information about us in the concert. There is a really nice four-minute video yes. that Donald edited, um, and it will show the what the program is about. It's really a really fun short watch. There's also a ticket, uh, purchase ticket link on there, so it'll take you right to the box office. And the shows are this Saturday, June 20th at 8 o'clock, and Sunday, June 21st, at 2 o'clock. Father's Day. Father's Day. Father's Day. And then actually last year, mm -hmm. you danced with your father. I do. I have to tell you, um, like I said, we're honoring all these incredible artists. And these amazing dancers are coming in from New York to honor these individual artists. I am very, very partial to my, it used to be a solo, it's a duet. Uh, it's Dance With My Father by Luther Vandross. And I dance it with my 70-year-old ex-basketball playing dad. And it is really fun, and it's actually my favorite part of the show, getting to experience this with my dad. I think it was very uh, warm for everyone to mm -hmm. experience, so those who were raised by dads, mm -hmm. not dads, dads, and all the above. So it's right. a really wonderful experience. And it's interesting. Everybody has a different reaction because everybody's but, dad's relationship is different for good or bad. And they come to a different emotional yeah. story. And yeah. so it, brought, it brings that to the, to the table yeah. in a wonderful way. Right. In a very wonderful way. Yeah. So, again, uh, and I may have a second guess. If, I'm not sure if Richard Hard is listening. He was going to be on today to talk about about his piece that is happening, the party uh, at the at the theater in um, uh, San Francisco, the party, and so hopefully that is at the Off Broadway West Theater Company. And so, Richard, if you're listening to the show, do give us a call and to uh, at the station at eight four eight four four two five five one zero. In the meantime, we're going to continue talking about this fabulous event that's going on and. What number, <laughs> caller, what number, what's your favorite number you're feeling in this moment that you can give out there so the callers can call and okay. maybe get, and tell us more about the tickets. You said this sure. could be the full family package? Yes. So a really special thing about this concert is it's really accessible to everybody. Five-year-olds very often come and end up standing in front of their chair the entire time and just dance. Oh, but wait a second. Yes. What's even more deeper than that? Yes. You, you had a niece or nephew, nephew who was 16, 16 months old month. that refused to even be breastfed exactly. in that moment. He was so enthusiastic <laughs> yeah, about the experience. He stared at He refused to take the breath yes. because he was so Enthralled engaged with the, for yeah, the entire show. Absolutely. Yeah. That says a lot. And we knew, we knew the show appealed 
very well to five-year-olds. We've had four-year-olds that loved it. We did not realize that children that young um, could stay engaged like that. So kids love it. Grandma loves it. Yeah. You'll see grandmas with their hand over her, hand, her head like she's in church. Right, right. Um, the teenagers actually stop texting during the show, which in itself is a marvelous thing. That doesn't happen very often. And it's neat because at one point we had a teenager come up to us and say, oh, yeah, that, um, that Ray Charles guy, he was kind of cool. Um, you know he bit Kanye West, right? Uh-huh. So there's a lot of great education that happens in the show. And then grown folks say things like this was this was my wedding song right and it's neat because you'll see grandma grown folk teenager and child in the same theater and that those many populations those many age groups don't actually usually like the same show yeah. and they love it and it's neat because you see dad saying to child oh when i was oh we used to get down to this song and the grandma said oh yeah back in the day did it my pastor did it it's really neat it's and neat. that's why it feels like a family reunion Yes, because you have everyone there, and it feels it feels very hands on. It, it doesn't is. feel it's like you're, you're getting dressed up to go to see. It feels like getting dressed up, like oh, we going to have this family right. reunion, and that's the personal has a very warm texture to it. Right, and the and the really neat thing. Um, from a dancer's perspective, we're all retired now, we're grown-ups, but we've all danced thousands and thousands of times on stage around the world, and every single dancer that has come out from, from New York for the show has said to me, I have never had this experience in a theater. Because usually when you step on the stage, we do absorb energy from the audience, and we do our best to balance it back. But there, there's a, 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 um, a vibration almost from the audience that affects the dancers, and the dancers throws it back to the audience. And after 20 minutes, there's really no separation between the dancers and the audience. And this does not happen in the theater. It's really amazing. So you, so in your experience traveling around as a dancer, yeah. this bounce-back energy, mm-hmm. what you're saying with this particular kind of intergenerational audience, right. you're finding a, certain, a different kind of energy that's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's all of this cross-cultural stuff happening where you'll have someone from Alamo with a fur coat sitting sitting next to a little brother from Oakland who's completely sagging. And in 20 minutes, they're both, as well as the rest of the audience, rocking back and forth, singing along to the songs. And I've actually seen people that don't know each other reach across to the next seat or the people in front of them and, and hug them. So it creates these bridges. Um, and I think the arts has the ability to do that, to create bridges, to start conversation and make people really, really happy. And if, and if it doesn't necessarily create, I think that's some of the goals. And mm-hmm. I think your show actually, your, your show is one of the shows that actually does that. Right. So what's the number? What's the number? Because someone's out there listening before oh, she says the number. Let's do number. Let's do number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Okay. So number eight. Caller number eight. And I want to tell you what I'm going to give away today. Okay. So okay. what are you going to give away? Okay. So since since Sunday is a special okay. day for families, um, instead of just giving away two tickets, I'd like to send your whole family. So parents can come, children can come, and grandparents can come. So we'll give you up to eight tickets for your entire family. Oh, right? so and that way, all the generations can come together and experience this. And the children, let me know so how many children are in your party. The children can come an hour before the show. The kids can take a dance class with the dancers. They'll get a backstage tour. They'll get to take photos with the dancers, and they'll leave with an African-American history bio. 
Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want them to have a number, very full, rich experience. Call a number eight. The number to call is 510-848-4425. And that's for the Sunday show. That's for the Sunday show Sunday at show. 2 p.m. And the children can come at 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock for their dance class and the backstage experience. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. This is Javelin's Bistro, and you're listening to Tanya Marie Amos, and this is the upcoming event that's going on this weekend. We're going to take a short music break. Call in. Be the one to walk away with that package and enjoy. It's really a beautiful occasion to happen, and, and hope you will join us to be there. So we're going to take a short music break. Bistro, and I am Javelin, and we are coming to the end of our show, and I'm talking with Tanya Marie Amos, and we're talking about her upcoming sixth annual dance event, and she just, the phones have been ringing, uh, giveaway tickets for the Sunday show, it's that's happening in Pittsburgh, there's no parking, <laughs> no, there's no parking problem, no, uh-uh, there's no <laughs> parking problem, right, drive on up and come into the theater, so, what is your best? I know that your moment on stage with your dad mm-hmm. is one of your best moments. Mm. Leading up to it, or even afterwards, I know you're going to take off afterwards the show and mm-hmm. you usually go on a trip just to do some wind down. Mm-hmm. From last year, what special memory for you mm. as an artist is a yeah. lot of commitment that you put into this, a lot of commitment and a lot of beauty. And it's exhausting because it is a huge production. It really is. A lot of uh, people support this in the community yeah. where you're at. And it's huge. Right. What do you? What is one of the, your takeaway from last year that you just felt when you sat back and you said, yeah. this, was, this is really good? Well... One thing is the show often gets overlooked or underestimated because people think it's a dance recital because it's it's in Contra Costa County. And this is a huge production. Like I said, we have ex-soloists from major, major dance companies. We don't skimp on anything. It's a New York caliber show. And people say to me all the time, wait, 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 wait. Why, why is this here? This feels like this should be in New York. And I said, well, I'm cheating because I was a professional dancer in New York. I moved here, and I brought this production with me. You absolutely did. I think we need to pause. I think you need to even say that, because this is a New York production. This would be a Broadway happening that's happening right here. I hadn't even thought about that. Right, right. That's part of the experience, I thought. Right. It's it's a huge production. It's It's not a dance recital. It's not a dance recital. So I'll tell you, last year... What was really gave me happy, warm um, chills is about two weeks before the show, we lost Dr. Maya Angelou. 
Mm-hmm. And that woman was so incredible on so many layers, on so many levels, uh, for people of color, for African Americans, for women as human beings. She had a huge impact on on who we are. And so we had to quickly cut her into the show. We had to make sure we did her justice. So she got an entire piece, and it's drumming. And it's dancing, and it's still I rise. And it was amazing because these dancers, again, were retired, but we came from some pretty major heavy-hitting companies. When they first came in, I thought, all right, we have to keep it really simple, very beautiful, but we don't have a lot of rehearsal time, so we have to make sure it's clean. And the dancers came in, and in order to honor Maya Angelou, I mean, we all put our thinking caps on, we put our artistry caps on, and we pulled together this piece that was beautiful and mind-blowing um and we were we were actually on the stage you know facing away from the audience upstage so nobody could tell but half of us were actually in tears it was a really beautiful um a beautiful experience for us so that my angelou piece to me um did it when you the drummer you had a drummer on stage we had two drummers so three drummers actually so elaine jones yeah. who's 86 years old was the first african-american uh, and first woman to play for the metropolitan opera she was also the first african-american to play for the san francisco symphony and it was her lawsuit that made it for when you audition for major symphonies in the world now you have to do it behind a screen so people's uh, unconscious bias can't have them saying, oh, I don't like her. I don't like her sound. So now when you audition for a major symphony, it's done behind a screen. It was her lawsuit that did that. So um, she honored Mary McKeever for us. And then she also played with the other two drummers. And she's an amazing fantastic. part of the project. She's not with us this year, but I got a, I get an email from her every week wishing us well and wishing she was with us. That's and we're going to miss her. Yes. I mean, that was, her. She'll be is, back next year. That God speaks willing. to the history that you bring right i mean right there that was right. a piece of history i had no clue of even now right. speaking with you is a new f- a part of that history right so tell us again where do we go how do we yes. get it website numbers. yes so again the shows are saturday june 20th at eight o'clock and sunday june 21st at two o'clock at the california theater in pittsburgh and you can go to our website www.grownwomen.com plural, grownwomendance.org, and there's a link to purchase tickets on that site, and there's also a link to watch the video. You can also contact the theater directly, but if you go to grownwomendance.org, did I say com before? It should be .org. Uh, we're fiscally sponsored as a nonprofit. You'll have all the information that you, you need to find out more about us and, and purchase tickets. There is a number, though, that just in case people... Yes, sure, to. absolutely. So you can call the box office at 925-427-1611 to purchase tickets. And don't forget, if you go to the website, to look at the four-minute video. I think that's a very telling of the experience that you or have when you come there this weekend. Now, last year, you had uh, people talking to the audience as they was leaving out. Talking to the audience? Yeah. You mean the dancers? Well, no, the audience. You had uh, video t- tapes. Oh, right, right, right. What was, are you going to have that again this year? People, I'm, literally, Yeah. people felt it was New York. Right. Because suddenly they're walking out the theater. Right. 
and there's this chair and the light and oh, you should, oh my gosh people was lining up to, <laughs> to give their it was so beautiful nice. they were sitting in the chair there was a, a couples families holding hands saying come on join me and wow. they would talk about what they had just experienced and so excited about it I watch Very those exciting. videos and my jaw drops. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, I, I'm in the middle of it. Sometimes, you know, when you're in the middle of the eye of the storm, you can't see the whirlwind around you. And then I take a step back and I see people's reactions. And I'm, I'm like, this is really as powerful as I think it is. It really does have an impact on people. Yes, we will absolutely have that. And also on Sunday after the show, we're going to have a question and answer panel discussion. So people will be able to hang around after the show and actually talk to the artists and ask us questions about the process or the history or any about the project anything they want to ask us is there anything you can share without giving it away mm-hmm. of how you'll be honoring B.B. King. Sure, and I won't be giving it away because it's dance, so it's visual, so you won't be able to hear all the, see the gory details in your mind anyway. So, um, B.B. King was an icon, and, um, this sec, the, the pieces are broken into sections, so we have, um, a lot of jazz artists that have passed. We just lost Ornette Coleman last week, so we had to cut him into the show three days ago. We lost Joe Sample this year. So we have a jazz section. We have a blues section. We have a hip-hop section. We have an R&B section. Um, so B.B. is at the beginning. Um, he's a culmination of the jazz section, and we have an incredible dancer, Mindy Haywood, is coming from New York. She was a soloist on, in Stomp on Broadway, and she's going to honor B.B. King for us. All right, there we have it. You have your upcoming events for the weekend, rising, fallen heroes, rising stars. This weekend, you have the information, and we gave away the tickets. A lot of folks called. Sorry if you weren't number eight, but that's okay. Just show up there, at the, and you'll be number one, number one audience members. Thanks a lot, Tanya. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Michelle Goldberg, best-selling author and senior writer at The Nation, has just published a new book. The Goddess Pose, The Audacious Life of Indra Devi, is the story of the astonishing woman who helped bring yoga to the Western world. Indra Devi went from the Russian Revolution to a Berlin cabaret, to the European spiritual movement, to the Krishnamurti in India, before moving on to Hollywood in Mexico. Michelle Goldberg will tell us all about it at the Hillside Club, 2286 Cedar Street in Berkeley, on Thursday evening, June 18th at 7.30 p.m. This KPFA benefit is wheelchair accessible and will be hosted by KPFA's own Laura Privis, a certified yoga teacher and yoga therapist. Tickets are available at Brown Paper Tickets.